And so we're looking for all the corner pieces and all this stuff amongst 2,000 other pieces. And after about five minutes, like, bro, I'm done. <laughs> you like, just clogged out. Like, I cannot stand it anymore. And she's just having the time of her life putting together this Because you're all probably talking, like, small talk Because we're, like, between, working together yeah. to try and figure this thing out. And she's just loving it. And, bro, like, I'm telling you, I was ready to step in front of a freaking 18-wheeler. <laughs> you wanted to turn that table over like yeah. Jesus did in the yeah. temple. And, but, but that's what she loves. All right, we are rolling. Episode 7 of the Greeting Call podcast. This is season 4. I'm the host, Jack Denny. I'm here with Ryan Chat, co-host and co-co-host, Kyle Westbrook. Good evening, fellas. What's up? I apologize. Kyle, did you want to say hey? I just realized I got a new title of co-co-host. <laughs> I'm usually just the substitute. Congratulations. I got promoted. I don't know if that's a promotion or a, you know. with a little bit of pay. and Right, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry for the delay on the this episode. Um, we've had a lot going on. I think everybody's just had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I think summertime, you know, spring is, is fairly easy to schedule stuff. Summertime, everybody goes on vacations and whatnot. And now, um, for those of you who don't know, I'm getting married in 19 days. So um, getting excited for that. And then tonight, as we talk about our purpose as husbands, hopefully you guys can give me some insight on how I can prepare or, uh, you know, what I can be aware of. And then also for anybody listening, um, you know, hopefully we can just share some some of our flaws um, as men in relationships and then maybe also some things that have worked, hopefully, uh, for each of y'all. So Season four, episode seven, here we are. Um, And last episode, we talked about our purpose as young men and then purpose in your workplace. We had uh, Holden and Aaron, they were both on, and um, Ryan couldn't make it, so we had to use backup, super backup. Y'all met Aaron, but... I think Aaron crushed it. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. I think he did a good job. Pretty solid. Um, we may have to have him back on. We'll see if we'll see if he sticks around. <laughs> um I mean the vote's still out on me, so I get if, it. If Kyle I get can it, be Aaron. on it, then anybody I, can be I get on it. it. Yeah. The bar the bar is so low, so Aaron's a step up. So. No, everybody's been great. Um and those two conversations, I think they were they're really solid because a lot of people do get so tied up in the everyday nine to five life, um, as young men, you know, it kind of goes together. So this, uh, this episode, we're going to talk about purpose as husbands. Next episode, we'll do, um, purpose as parents, which you guys will both be on as well. Um, so yeah, um, before we get started, um, either y'all want to kick us off in a word of prayer? Sure. Why not? Lord, uh, thank you for bringing all of us here safely. I pray that you open our hearts as men um, for you to to speak to us, to speak to our flaws and our shortcomings as husbands. Help us to learn from each other, to learn from you as to how we should treat our wives and and the women in our lives. I pray that you um, just make this an opportunity for all of us to grow as well as everyone listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 
All right, so let's start our conversation with what Scripture says about husbands. Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians uh, in chapter 5, verses 25 through 27, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. That's, That's a, right. bit, a big, tall order. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this mean to you guys and specifically? Um, like, what's what's our general purpose as husbands? I think <clears throat> last night I read it all the way to verse 33 and I kind of thought to myself, you know, talking about kind of leading your wife. And, you know, I think there's a people have the different definitions of leading or love. Um, I think love sometimes is misguided and wrongly defined as like attraction or, or, or lust or something along those lines. But um, Paul, he doesn't command us to, to rule our wives, to, to control them. He, he asks us to lead them, guide them and love them. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a thing where you need to put your focus on the word love and what it means to you. Um, cause you know, love conquers all, you know, whether everything's going right, everything's going wrong. Love, love kind of always kind of stays put. So to me, you know, looking at my marriage and I think there's a fine line you walk between guidance and control, you know, you, you love her through everything and kind of, that's what I kind of pulled from that, that yeah. verse going all the way to 33. So yeah, that's going back to what he said. I I think a lot of it is, you know, your your interpretation of of what the word lead really means. Um, I think there's a lot of people that misinterpret the word lead as more so enforcement, mm-hmm. um, rather than I, I think guidance is a better word to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as men, like j- just to be honest, like we are failing in a lot of ways. If you look at if you look at it from a national level, yeah. um, you know, as men, we are called to, to be the forefront of spiritual leaders for our households, for our wives. Um, and I think we're failing in that a lot because we we focus so much on the and, – and we, we were talking about it earlier, talking about how, like, sometimes you can use Scripture against your oh, yeah. your wife. Oh, God said, you know, I'm the head, I'm the leader, you know, yeah. and so be, on and so forth. Be careful, y'all. And you got to be careful <laughs> with that, you know, because a lot of folks, they'll they'll pick and choose parts of that Scripture yeah. to, to use as an advantage, um, but they don't really tear apart the meaning and, and say, okay, what does God really mean by this? Yeah. Um, and I think what he really means is, is number one, you have to lead by example because you can't ask your wife to do something you're not doing right. um, when it comes to strengthening your relationship with Christ. But I, I think it's also important to, to invite your wife or your, your spouse into that relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, like we, we had, gone through the boot camp, you know, a few weeks ago and a, and a point that kind of stuck out is, is women don't, they don't like to be told what to do. They like to be, they love to be invited to things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as men, it's important for us to not say, Hey, this is how we're going to do things. 
I think it's important to, to number one, show your wife like, hey, this, this is what I'm doing for our family. And this is what I would love to invite you in to be a part of, mm-hmm. something that we can do together. Yeah. And I think that's something that's missing is men are not – they're not leading in that area. Yeah, and, I, and it's – you have to earn that that right. You know, for, for me, and I can talk through my marriage, I, I had to earn the right to be – to kind of for her to fall into, okay, he's a good provider. He, he has good guidance. You can't just expect it. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of have to earn it. You have to earn it through your actions, your words, be a constant rock for her. And you can't just go to a scripture and be like, this is how it's supposed to be. No, I, I think you have to you have to earn your way and work towards that together. Well, yeah, ultimately, one of the things we talked about in marriage prep was um, actually in Ephesians, you know, Paul talking about wives submit to your husbands. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of people misinterpret that and they think that women should just automatically like be, they're deemed this submissive posture. But if your husband is not surrendering to Christ, that's right. How are, how are mm-hmm. you supposed to surrender to your husband? You know, as husbands, it starts with you and mm-hmm. you're surrendering to Christ. And when they see that, then ultimately, I mean, they're going to want to follow that. Yeah. If, if you are walking in a manner worthy of your calling and, you know, Men are worthy of the gospel, as Paul says. You know that's that's where a woman says, "Okay, I want to, I want to f- follow and submit to him because he is submitting to Christ." You know, yeah. husbands, you're not Christ. Um, you know, I think that's something important for wives to understand too. Yeah. Um, you know, your husband is not Christ, so mm-hmm. then that doesn't mean you know use that as your you know, dagger, like oh, I don't have to obey you or anything, but. Um, you both have to be very aware, you know, mm-hmm. who's, you know, are you completely surrendered to Christ or do you have these other little gods in your life that are kind of manipulating your marriage? And That's right. So, that, yeah. yeah. But I I can't really speak to <laughs> the truth. I'm not married yet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Ryan, how long have you guys been married? We have been married two years and as of next week. Nice. Next week will be two years. Nice. So has that been enough time for you guys to kind of establish those marriage roles, or do you feel like it's still working itself out? I mean, I know it's hard to put a timeline on that. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say it's it's something that we're actively working on. Um, You know, it's definitely a big adjustment for the the soon-to-be or – not very long have been married men. Right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to put that, but um, it, it takes time, you know, because your roles as a dating couple or an engaged couple are very different than what they are in a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, in a marriage, the whole game changes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole different set of rules. It, it's all different. Um, you know, I'm sure Kyle can speak from much more experience than I can. Yeah, look at the gray um, hair. He's, he's got <laughs> he's got a few more years under his belt, but um, I can definitely say that it. You know, there's there's a lot of adjustments, and you hear people talk about it all the time. But it it really is. Um, it takes some time to kind of find your roles and to kind of get comfortable with each other. It takes working. Um, it it uh, takes imagine. working. It takes failing. Yeah. It takes screwing up, having the arguments, and realizing as you 
as you come together and you, you both are pushing for the same goal as far as your relationships with Christ, um, you, you kind of learn how to work out those kinks. Yeah. So. Kyle, what do you think on that as far as? Something that just popped in my head, and this is after six years of marriage. And one thing that I love about our marriage and my wife is that um, God doesn't keep score. So you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't keep scoring your marriage, mm. whether good or bad. And it's like, you know, the situation of, well, I helped her four days this week, bathe the kids. I can take three days off. Like, no. Um, and if, if you make a mistake um, and you talk it out and you communicate, it's over with. That's where the love portion mm-hmm. comes in, right? The love is not just an emotion of attraction of lust and romance. It's that being able to move on when things are tough. You know, Ryan brought it up. You have, you're going to have failures. You're going to have very long, heated discussions mm-hmm. that your four-year-old might know what's going on. Um, but love is, and this is how God and Paul is telling us to love our wives, is to love them love each other through that and it's, it's going to be constant work yeah so um when we are you're going to have those arguments but once you develop a solution you you apologize men always apologize please just listen to that's me. been the first thing that just, everyone said just start just, with just apologize. i'm telling you yeah. right now even if it isn't your fault just apologize and and move on but this is for men and the the women listening. Once it's over, it's over. Don't bring it back up. Don't open old wounds. God doesn't do that with our sin. We mm. do the same thing in our marriage. We move forward, move forward, move forward. Um, you never learn anything about yourself or about your marriage when everything's going right. You learn about yourself and your marriage and friendships uh, among many other things and, and you know your job when things start when things go wrong yeah and you over, you adapt and you overcome that so yeah you just said something that always stays at the top of my mind and it's that um god chooses to forget our sins mm-hmm. and i can't remember what verse that's from but um maybe isaiah but anyway i, I just think it's so powerful that like we we are to do the same in our relationships it's yeah. like once we've worked past and through, you know, that situation, yes. we forget about them. We don't, we choose not to bring them back up and That's use right. them as, you know, bitterness and, you know, mm-hmm. attacks of, you know, revenge or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, and I think too, um, you know, you were talking about just the, I guess when we were talking about boot camp, um, you know, the bitterness and anger that like stirs up in our hearts, like it's so easy. I feel like to take that out on a, a spouse mm-hmm. um, because you're with them all the time. They're just the one that sees your full self, your, mm-hmm. you know, your sin and your goodness, the yeah. hypocrisy that comes with it. I mean, that's, that's something that we as men have to battle um, and just ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think the, you know, saying sorry plays into the same selfless role as, as Christ. Like very few times do we see him actually like argue to the point of getting furious with somebody for disagreeing mm-hmm. with like who he is or, you know, what he does. You know, his posture is always like gentle and lowly as mm-hmm. you know, a book I've been reading, Gentle and Lowly. Um, mm-hmm. It's just incredible to, to, to know that like that's what, God says about his own heart, like, I'm gentle, I'm lowly. And as men, you know, that can come across as weak 
to the public, you know, to the world. But um, honestly, if we have that posture in our marriage, gentleness and and lowly, just humility, it's okay. Let them get mad at you. Mm-hmm. You know, it it takes a lot more of a person to sit there and and eat that and just give grace than it does somebody who can just lash it out. Yeah, because you know, mm-hmm. I feel like. As men, especially uh, us, we're very sarcastic. I know I'm I'm the worst at it, and I throw those little daggers of sarcasm, and they just slow cuts. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, coming out of my mouth, I may be like, oh, this is going to be joking and funny, and she'll understand what I mean. Like, hey, did you read you know, Mark 1, 35, whatever? You know, like, did you read this verse? This is what it's saying, kind of like you were saying earlier, Kyle. Yeah. You know, those are those little daggers that just cut and cut rather than me just saying, look, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, like, and it festers into a sore. Yeah. And then it gets infected. I remember when I, at the beginning of our marriage, I was sarcastic. My wife is very, we joke a yeah. lot, but I, I would sometimes take it a little bit too far, um, especially in front of um, friends or family. Um, and that hurt her feelings. And I think I've got, I mean, she might disagree. I mean, she could, I guess she could we'll private message you later. <laughs> um, uh, I think I've got a little bit better about watching what I say, even though I'm joking. Um, you know, one piece of advice I give is like, pay attention to your wife's reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like women or husbands listening to like, you need to communicate with your spouse when something's bothering you. Like, don't hold it in. Mm -hmm. I can speak this like wholeheartedly for myself. I am not a mind reader and I am not good at like seeing people's emotions. It's something I had to work on where I was not very sensitive and I was very stubborn and didn't, you know, just the way I was made. Um, I'm very, it is what it is and get over it. Um, so I had, I had to work on that too, but like like you said, those little cuts. Mm-hmm. If you keep doing them, they'll they'll it'll become a sore. It'll be it'll get infected and it'll create division. Mm. So watch that and try to heal that that those little cuts mm. every day. You know. Yeah, that's good. Um, so in regards to loving your wives, um, even as much as as Christ loved the church, um, what specific ways do you guys? show love to your wives. I mean, everybody's different, but like, is there anything that you guys like point out? Like Kyle, you just said reactions, you know, is there anything that you guys know that she loves? That's like, and I guess here's a little time you can boast <laughs> in, in what you do. Right. <laughs> or, or, or maybe, or, or maybe boast. you may, yeah, you yeah. may be thinking you're doing something right. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, just ways that you guys try to love your wives. Mm-hmm. Um, this can go in you know all directions, but I think naturally, from a a normal man's point of view, like you always innately try to please your wife by providing, mm-hmm. providing financially, you know, and you know, oh, I work, and oh, I got you this, and I do this, and like naturally as men, that's what we do, like. That's just how our brain operates. But I think we have to understand that women are not men. Um, and that is where I fail most of the time mm. is stopping. and Because I know that women think differently than men. But I usually don't take the time to really think about it. And I just go with my gut reaction of what maybe what I would like or maybe what I think my wife should be pleased with. Mm. And that's not always the case. 
Um, you know, my wife loves my undivided attention. If that was currency, um, she wouldn't have much of it, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I fail is, you know, she would take sitting in a white room, white floors, nothing in there, but me and her staring at each other. Amen. We were married no to phone, the same woman. No electronics, yeah. nothing. Yep. Like just staring at each other, smirking. Yep. She would like she would be in heaven. Like, Olivia, if you're listening, let me know if this is a like like that's you. just you know, and and she will have fun with it. Yeah, you know, I perfect example. Okay, my wife went to some. Th- she loves buying stuff from thrift places and all that. Where she got this. It's it's a two thousand piece puzzle. I saw that. Okay, a two thousand piece puzzle of like some some dogs and duck hunting stuff and whatever. And I'm like, all right, it's a puzzle. Like, yeah, this will be fun. And like, we got this thing scattered all around the table. Like, this is a few days ago. And we get like, you start with the borders, right. and so we're looking for all the corner pieces and all this stuff amongst two thousand other pieces. And after about five minutes, like. Bro, I'm done. Like, <laughs> you just clogged out. Like, I cannot stand it anymore. And she's just having the time of her life putting together this Because you're all probably talking, like, small talking Because we're, like, between, working together yeah. to try and figure this thing out, and she's just loving it. And, bro, like, I'm telling you, I was ready to step in front of a freaking 18-wheeler. <laughs> you wanted to turn that table over like yeah. Jesus did in yeah. the temple. And, but, but that's what she loves. Yeah. You know? And, like, I have to understand that, like, she... Like, you know, I've been working all day long, you know, like last thing I want to do is use my brain, right. you know? And so like, I, I love, you know, just chilling, yeah. you know, just sitting on the couch, turn on a TV. I don't have to think. I just sit there with my wife and I'm happy to like, just be touching her, you know, right. whatever. But her, she, she wants my attention. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want the TV to have my attention. She mm-hmm. wants my attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So when, when I do it, um, properly. That is how I love my wife. Yeah. Um, but it's something I've got to get better at. Right. Our and wives. then loving like loving like the things that she loves. That's one mm-hmm. one thing I've been trying to work on over the last couple of years of living and I've dated. It's just like I used to hate going on a walk. I'd be like, This is just like why are we walking? Like this is a waste of time. Why do they want to do that? <laughs> because the same same thing as just sitting down like and doing a puzzle. It's just the communication. I know. Like and I notice like when I go into a walk with the right attitude, I'm like, okay, like I want to walk with her because like I want to I want to do the things that she loves to do to, and like get to know her well. When I just like you almost like go into it at like a posture of surrender. Like you're just like I'm doing this like for her. And I don't want that to come across as boastful, but like it is a mindset thing where where you have to say you have to be very aware. Like my flesh doesn't love doing puzzles or going on walks, but like my heart, I want to learn how to love my wife, and so I'm going to mm-hmm. do this with her. And then like you you step away and go, well, we want to walk, and we talked about this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. you know all good stuff. And you're like, I actually enjoy that because she enjoyed it, and then it mm-hmm. leads to other parts of your relationship just being happier but yeah i think it like one of the things i wrote down was being a loving servant and it's it's funny that's cliche kyle (laughs) yeah but it works (laughs) it works um and i'm gosh me and ryan are cut from the same cloth i you know i've been working on this of just being more present yeah um you know we me and my wife get home from work 
feed the kids, feed ourselves, bathe the kids, put the kids to bed. And then boom, I'm watching TV or on my phone or she's on her phone. Mm -hmm. And we never just talk. Mm -hmm. And that's what she wants. And it's a, it's a work in progress. I'm trying to, to be more present, but you'll, for me, I've noticed that when I actually listen to her and her, and her needs or her love language or whatever she, she wants and, and have that kind of Jesus approach of just not being stubborn, no ego, my way isn't the only way. And, and kind of just being a loving servant, which I'm still working on. I'm trying my hardest but that's that's her thing. She wants quality time, going on the walks, putting together a puzzle, um, just getting to know each other. It's it's good. This this weekend we're going to a wedding, no kids. Mm. So I'm I'm gonna I don't know if she'll hear this before, but I'm gonna make it a point <laughs> to you know, we're gonna go to breakfast. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do everything that she wants to do. Yeah. And I've you know, and it's it's a it's 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 funny how it equates back to she looks for stuff that you want to do right. because you have kind of put yourself out there and, and you know, women and men, they don't do this on purpose for the females listening, but when you put yourself out there, a lot of the times they try to return the favor. Right. Maybe she will watch a football game with They you. notice it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, drop, drop coming from the most stubborn man. Um, I have references. Um, to just try to listen to, to what they say. Um, my wife has been very good lately at communicating. I can't read her mind. I am not that person. And, and it's just like reading the Bible. You don't read it to read it. You try to understand it. Mm -hmm. So don't just hear her to hear her, like, listen, just like we do with our Christian life, like look at yourself. Okay, where did I fail? Where can I be better? And and try to put it in action. And I promise you, 10 times out of 10, it goes really well, Yeah, really well. Um, you know, they're happier, so they try to find things that, okay, well, Kyle likes to do this, mm-hmm. so let's, let's go do this. And my wife's amazing at that. Right. Um, and a lot of the fault just falls on me. And thinking like, man, I just don't have time for this. I've been working all day. I just want to like not unplug and and not have to think about a conversation. And that's not, it's not right. It's not fair. Yeah. It reminds me of the last episode we were talking about, you know, if you work a nine to five and you're miserable, you spend 77% of your life doing something that you hate or something you're miserable at. Mm -hmm. And then the 23%, you know, you're, that you're not working, you know, you're doing what you love or enjoy praising God through it, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the same can be said about, you know, your marriages. If in the the regard that it's like you're spending 77% of your life at work, giving your attention to those people around you, to your job, to providing for the family, then you go home and that 23% is miserable for them. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, who do you, why do you owe that to them? Yeah. You know, why, why would you not at least on your drive home, shut down, you know, reposture your heart and, you know, even pray on your way home, just like, God, give me strength to, to stay up with my wife an extra hour, show her love, attention. And I, you know, I'm just kind of rambling on with this, but I think that could be a good approach for men who, you know, get home late and, and they've, are just exhausted from the, the yeah. daily life of working. It's mm-hmm. like how to be a good husband. Well, come home and be a husband. 
don't come home and be a couch potato or be, you know, where's my dinner and let's put the kids up. You know, I think it's super easy to fall into that because you're like, man, I worked all day to provide. I owe it to myself, you know, my time, Mm -hmm. you know, but your wife is like, well, you've been gone all day and maybe, you know, the wife works too. You know, I've been working all day. I don't want to just go to bed or watch TV. Like I want to, like women want to naturally love their husbands. Mm -hmm. Men, I think oftentimes are more selfish. Yeah. I think we, I know for myself, I take some things for granted, Yeah, you know, and, um, just like as Christians, we want to be bold. I think you should try to be bold in your marriage Mm. and, I'm so bad about like gifts and stuff. I think I, for one Mother's Day, I wrote her, I love you, or our anniversary, I wrote her, I love you on a sticky note because I forgot and she kept the sticky note. Mm. It's on her fridge right now. So it's like every time I see that sticky note, I'm like, man, what a dirtbag. I forgot. <laughs> but I don't forget it now. Down one day, replace it well, it's just card. tough because her birthday, Mother's Day, and her anniversary is in the same month. Mm. So I always make her forget. I always make her think I forgot her birthday and uh, Mother's Day. And then I go all out on her anniversary. It works out pretty well. But <laughs> <laughs> that's like Brittany, like, you know, me, like when I was growing up as a kid, you know, you get all your your birthday cards from grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and whoever else you get birthday cards from. Mm-hmm. And like I throw them in the trash. Like I'm, I've read them. I'm done with them now. Amen. Amen. Like, like it's over now, you know, on to the next birthday in 365 days. My wife will keep a card. Yes. For the rest of her life. Yes. In in a drawer, like just stashed. Yeah. And, you know, like she she's looking sometimes for like, hey, you remember that note I wrote you? Where is it? Yeah. And this is like right. two years ago. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but like if I do something like that for her, like. I can promise you there's a secret stash somewhere where she, right, she keeps yeah. them, yeah. you know, and she just cherishes stuff like that. Yeah, yeah my so. birthday was like a month ago, and she always writes me a really sweet note in a birthday card. And it's like, for me, I read it. It's great. And she was coming up the stairs, and I had it in my hand, and I was like two inches from the trash can. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing with that card? I'm putting it in a keep safe box. I said, I, just gra- I was just reading it. And I'm going to put it back. <laughs> but she's, you know, kind of the same way. So it's just, but see, we notice, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what part of, yeah. you, you got to notice it, you know? And, and and just like we do as men of God and try to make changes to make ourselves better for eternity, you have to do the same thing in your marriage, long story short. Yeah, that's good. And those are all good, like just good, subtle little tips to, Love your wives, and I think all encompasses like just pay attention to her, communicate well, pay attention to her, love her. You know, it's kind of like dating. You know, in dating, you're constantly working at it. You know, and mm-hmm. then you get to marriage, and I think it's easy for a lot of people to just say, "Well, we're married, we're good." You know, yeah, we can just be roommates now and have a couple kids and you know, live our life, go on vacation, do whatever. But marriage, marriages just kind of, I wouldn't say fall apart, but they don't go anywhere unless each, you know, of you are yeah. still working at it. Marriage is not the championship. Yeah. Like dating, people think dating is like the game and then mar- like you won. It's not the case. Yeah. Like her happiness, a beautiful marriage for, to, to, for your children 
you know, it affects children when marriages mm-hmm. aren't in a good place po- very poorly. Um, that, you know, that, that's the championship is when you can have your golden anniversary and look at your wife and still, you know, have that same mm-hmm. affection for you had 50 years earlier. Yeah. So, so I guess we, we kind of hit on, you know, the, while yes, men are supposed to provide and protect, you know, financially, um, I guess, you know, we're kind of wrapping up towards the end of our time here. We want to keep these episodes somewhat shorter, but, um, what would you guys, what advice would you guys give to, um, me as a soon to be husband or, um, you know, anybody out there who's struggling in their marriage? Um, what would you guys just say as husbands? I would say marriage is, is work, constant work, not only, and all that work doesn't belong to your spouse. Um, it, it belongs to you. Look internally and try to make changes to, to that, that are positive, that are um, God-driven to, to make you know, good choices and, and make him or her happy. Um, listen. Um, when, when they, when they do communicate with you, don't, don't take it as a, don't use it as a joke, mm-hmm. like take it seriously. Um, and be a rock for that person. Um, you know, when Paul talks about leading the way you can get your spouse to kind of use you as a guide or as a, as a rock or a, a place of peace is by constantly being there for them. Um, you know, during the happy times, during the bad times. Um, and, and it's something I constantly work on where I'm not as sensitive to, to things, um, that make my wife just, um, upset, but because she's upset, she's, that doesn't mean she's wrong. Um, I, I have to, you know, kind of adjust. And if it's a big deal to her, it needs to be a big deal to Mm me. So just kind of, for me, it's like dropping, all the things that maybe I prioritize or I think think is important and and kind of putting her in the forefront of a lot of what I do. So Yeah, make, making her feel first. That's right. Yeah. You know, I think that's one one key keynote, you know, is is number one, making her feel first, making her feel like the priority. Mm-hmm. You know, as men it's easy for us to put our you know, careers and even our kids, you know, different things like that, you know, and and friends and hunting, you know, mm-hmm. it's easy to, you know, to make those things, you know, even though your heart may not feel that way, but your actions yeah. may, may show her that she's not first. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be one. Um, another note that I would make too, too, is it's actually a, um, a quote that I had heard one time. Um, and th- this guy was talking about, how most of the people look at marriage as a 50-50 thing. Um, They look at like the efforts put forward in the marriage as 50-50 from the husband and wife. Um, But it's almost never Mm -hmm. 50-50. It's usually always Monday, it's 80-20. Tuesday, it's, you know, 10-90. You know, Wednesday, it's 30-70. You know, like some days your wife has had a rough day Mm -hmm. and on those days when she's got, when all she's got is 20% to give, 
you got to pick up the 80. Yeah. Same goes vice versa. There's some days where all you've got is 20% and, you know, she'll be there for you to pick up the 80 if you're on the same page in your marriage. But I think a lot of times we look at it through the lens of, oh, marriage is Mm 50-50. So, like, no matter how I feel, like, you know, we both have to do, like, I've got my checklist, she has her checklist, and sometimes you just got to help each other out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, sometimes things are just tough and you just, you you know, that you're, you're one, you're there together. Um, the last point I would make, um, is that you cannot fix your marriage. Um, I I would 100% say that, yes, there are, there are people in the world who maybe aren't Christians or actively living in their Christian lifestyle who have from the outside looking in a great marriage. You know, it might look fine and dandy, but there's always stuff under the rug. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of times we think that we can fix our marriage. If it doesn't matter if you're six months into your marriage, 60 years into your marriage, doesn't matter. Um, The only way that you can truly have, and I won't even say a perfect marriage because no marriage is perfect, Mm -hmm. um, but a a well-oiled, well-functioning marriage is when God is at the center mm-hmm. and when you're both chasing after God mm-hmm. um, because he will reveal your flaws mm-hmm. and he will reveal how to properly fix those flaws mm-hmm. and he will bring you together. The best example I can think of is with my parents. Um, they they would get in what they call uh, moments of intense fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> is what is what they yeah. worded it as. Yeah. Moments of intense fellowship. I've heard that. And, you know, my dad would just, you know, he would get, you know, super angry. Fired and my mom's up. got some fire to her, too. And, you know, like they would go their separate ways, you know, like other ends of the house, you know, while they're trying to cool down. And, you know, like they would, that they learned that if they prayed, a lot of times if they prayed, like, like if my dad prayed and said, God, like, I need you to, you know, show my wife that I'm right about this and reveal this to her and, and all this stuff. And before he knows it, five minutes later, he feels convicted. Mm-hmm. And now God's convicting him, telling him that he was wrong. And and really the thing about all of that dynamic is, is when you go to God with your problems and you're not butting heads with each other mm-hmm. in your marriage and you go to God for the solutions, um, he will settle it. And yeah. before you know it, you're both coming back saying, so I did some praying, yeah. you know, you were right, I was wrong. Right. Before you know it, the other person's saying the same thing. And like somehow or another, the problem is solved. Right. And so I was fortunate enough to see that growing up in my life to where, you know, like my parents went to God to solve the problem. Yeah. They didn't try and solve it themselves. That's good. Um, so that, yeah. that would, I say would be probably the biggest one in my experience i heard it that happens to me all the time yeah where i am i just get angry and then you know we had an argument maybe that morning and then i'm driving to work and i'm like god give me peace and he's like well you need to calm you know and he's just like so i'll call i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. you know and it's He'll he'll start peeling back some layers and he'll show you some things. Like arguments just make you realize in in anything that realizes makes you realize the own sin in your own heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
it always stirs up for me from some selfish motive. You yeah. know, I'm angry because I didn't get my way. Amen. Yeah. Um, I'm angry because you didn't pull your 50%. Yeah. When really, as you mentioned, Ryan, she might only had 20% to give, you yeah. know, yeah. and it's like, really, I'm at, I'm at fault for sitting here putting, you know, these expectations on you. Like, who, who am I to sit here and go, I expect this, this, and this out of you. Yeah. You know, it, just constantly, yeah, when you, when you take it to God in prayer and really look at the whole situation, it's like, right. well, you don't have enough grace, Jack. You know, you, it, it's yeah. your own heart. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and also, if you're married now or you're, you're with someone looking to get married or you're looking for a spouse, be careful what you base your marriage on. Mm-hmm. If you base your marriage on, on things of this world, like, oh, he makes great money or she makes great money or she's got it all together, uh, nice house, and all that stuff can be gone. Yeah. All that stuff can go away. Um, you, you want someone who has their eyes focused on eternity, yeah. which lasts for eternity. Because um, the money, the house, the cars, the 401k, all that stuff can be taken. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're basing, you know, whether you're your current marriage or if you're looking for a spouse or thinking about getting married to the person that you're with now that they have their priorities in order. Yeah. So that way you're not building your, your marriage on, on false foundation. Yeah, on, yeah. You know, not on the rock. Because, um, yeah. yep, uh, over time, all that stuff will start to to seep out Mm -hmm. um and it could cause a lot of resentment and bitterness when you're like well he lost his job Mm -hmm. um or Mm -hmm. she did this or whatever and you know do you really love them for who they are or do you love them for what they have i knew my wife loved me when the ac went out in the truck and she still rode with me for a little while so (laughs) you know that's how it goes because it was fall and you could roll the windows down yeah well yeah it was winter time (laughs) (laughs) well anyway um I think we're kind of getting getting to the end of our time here. Um, I definitely think we could go on with this series. Oh, yeah. I, I really think maybe next year we come back and do a series as husbands. We look back on this episode and we say, okay, what have we been doing right and where are we still doing the same things wrong? Yeah. You know? Are we building puzzles and going on walks or are we back in the dug pond? Looking yeah. at the line chart. Um, Why am I going backwards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that just kind of circles back to say, like, obviously, I don't know anything about marriage. I haven't been married yet. Getting married in a couple of weeks. So y'all pray for me in that. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ryan and Kyle, um, Ryan married of two years. Kyle, how long have you been married? Six. Six years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we're certainly not, none of us are experts, um, but we just are trying to provide some practical you know, points to think about in our purpose. And again, we want to tie this all back to, you know, our purpose as um, Christ followers of, of Christ is to um, first follow him. That's mm-hmm. what Jesus calls us to do. And then second, to go and make disciples among many nations. And yeah. so your purpose as a husband is to do both of those things. Yep. Um, and that's kind of each category, you know, our purpose in our workplace, purpose as young men. Um, we'll talk about purpose as parents. You know, it all goes back to, following Christ first and then going and making disciples. Um, the, you know, these are just specific areas that we're trying to cover. So um, look forward to having you guys uh, tune in on the next episode. And Ryan and Kyle, um, we'll be back to talk about that. So 
thank you guys for listening. Um, go share this with a friend and uh, go shop some merch at mm-hmm. swampdog.com. Yeah. If you have any issues with the podcast, Ryan at swampdogoutfitters.com is his email. You can send him. Yeah, just hit me up. <laughs> hit him up. I'll be more than happy to solve your qualms. <laughs> actually, whatever, whatever that word is. I actually think um, uh, I think your email is expired. Yeah, it's been revoked. Yeah, we didn't we didn't have enough emails and we couldn't afford to, the next email plan. So anyway, y'all have a good night, uh, a good day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. See y'all.